0: Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Kapili Solar Roofing. Building peace of mind, one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure. Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground. And Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. It's
0: Thursday, March 2nd, and this is now on HNN. Key deadlines are approaching at the state legislature. A look at some of the high profile topics being discussed.
2: A face to face meeting between the US and Russia. I'm Nicole D'Antonio in Washington with what was discussed as the war rages on in Ukraine.
0: Plus, a pan Pacific celebration is back. How you can take part in the Honolulu Festival. These stories and more coming up on This Is Now. And good afternoon. Thanks for joining us here on This Is Now. I'm Dylan Chetta, alongside Mark Carpenter. And today we begin with a winter wonderland over on Hawaii Island. That's right. It is snowing here in Hawaii. Snow and ice has shut down the Mauna Kea Access Road.
3: What a scene on the Mauna. Rangers shut down the entire road this morning due to a heavy amount of ice And snow covering the pathway. The visitor information station right now is inaccessible. And the conditions could continue.
0: Yeah, the National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning until 6 tonight. With more fog, ice, and more heavy snow in the area expected over the next few days. And we also have some images uh, from the telescopes up there. These were taken just a short time ago. Take a look at that, guys. It is cold out there mesmerizing very very cold
3: we talk about quite often that you know mauna kea does have snow but to have it to this extent where it's closing the road and uh it, it really is a, a magical scene that we are witnessing at the uh, world's highest point right now yeah and on actually
0: Mono. mark literally seconds ago we just got this update in from the hawaii police department and it looks like the actus road has just been reopened to the visitor center so and, and that just came in seconds ago. So uh, looks like it, it is a beautiful sight out there. It's not too bad right now. Um, so you can at least
3: get to the visitor, visitor center, center yes. but the rest of the Mauna Kea access road past that is still shut down.
0: Yeah, definitely. But uh, again, the sights right there, it is snowing here in Hawaii. We also want to get to some other news from this morning.
3: More on the potential first alerts in our forecast in just a bit, but first back on Oahu, a heavy police presence right in the heart of Honolulu this morning after a robbery investigation off Officers responded to the Kalani Muku building around 7:45, taping off much of the area now at this time, details of the incident and the suspect are unknown. We can say, however, no injuries were reported.
0: It's been an eventful 24 hours at the Hawaii State Capitol where legislatures are nearing the session's midpoint crossover. And that means decisions must be made on a number of key bills. One of them had a group of midwives sitting in at a House representative's office until late last night. For details on the dispute and a breakdown of what else is being discussed, let's bring in our h political and government reporter, Daryl Huff. So tell us about, first off, this midwife issue. What's that all about?
1: This is one of those issues where you may not care a lot about this particular group of people. These are uh, basically unlicensed midwives that operate and, and, and guide people through the birthing process, women who want to stay home, want to have this kind of service when they're giving birth at home. But there's a bill that would allow them to keep going even if they're not licensed while the state develops a licensing process. So they're afraid that if this bill doesn't pass, they basically be put out of business, unable to serve their communities.
0: And the reason they're doing the sit-in right now is because why?
1: Because they, chairman of the House Finance Committee, two other committees passed this bill: Health Committee and Consumer Protection Committee, both passed this bill uh, unanimously. And so these women are very confused as to why all of a sudden this chair doesn't want to hold a hearing and is not explaining to them why he's not gonna hold a hearing. Now, this is a somewhat controversial bill. It's opposed by uh, OBs. It's opposed by some midwives who are licensed. So it's not just a flat out bad thing he's doing, but he hasn't explained himself. And that goes right to what one of the standards of conduct commission recommended is that if you kill a bill that has a lot of interest, you should explain yourself. And so far, the chairman has not explained himself and they are sitting there waiting for either an explanation or a hearing.
0: Mm-hmm. And from what we heard, they are back again today. They're
1: back again today and uh, planning to be around during the House session, which is right about now.
0: Got it. So something we will definitely be keeping an eye on. I want to talk now about other key measures, including one that we have also been closely tracking, cannabis. What's the latest there?
1: So just about an hour ago, the Senate committees on consumer protect uh, on consumer protection and on um, ways and means, which is the money committee approved A very elaborate scheme for allowing the legal use of cannabis for recreational purposes it's quite an elaborate system it involves many people being licensed to have small farms to be able to wholesale and sell their products Um, there's a licensing requirements there are testing requirements there are a lot of legal concerns about enforcement and so they're saying nothing in this bill means that you can say oh cannabis is legal so it's okay for me to be high when i'm driving or I'm working so there's a lot of moving parts to this bill but it is moving out of the state senate there were only a couple of uh, votes against it today in committee and it'll go to the full senate floor next week.
0: Yeah real quickly we've obviously been covering the topic of cannabis for a while Uh, how has the tone around this topic shifted and does this look like this could be the year something like this actually gets off the ground?
1: The tone has definitely shifted. I think that there's a general consensus at the legislature that recreational use is okay, that marijuana is not that dangerous, um, that it's actually helpful for people f- for medicinal purposes and they want to maintain that medical marijuana side of it with the highly tested, highly regulated products. So there's that consensus there. But then even though the governor has said he supports recreational marijuana. HIS DEPARTMENT HEADS HAVE BEEN COMING IN WITH A LOT OF QUESTIONS AND A LOT OF ISSUES, AND THEY ACTUALLY SOUND OPPOSED TO IT AT THIS STAGE. THE STATE HOUSE IS SAYING, WE'RE NOT READY. YOU KNOW, THE MEDICAL MARIJUANA SITUATION IS KIND OF OUT OF CONTROL. WE DON'T THINK THE STATE IS READY TO REGULATE THIS BIG OF AN industry THIS QUICKLY. Mm-hmm. SO I CAN SEE IF IT ULTIMATELY PASSES, AND THAT'S A BIG IF, IT WOULD PROBABLY HAVE A REALLY LONG RAMP-OUT PERIOD of, OF EVEN YEARS BEFORE IT ACTUALLY IS operating
0: got it two more other topics uh really quickly uh what's the latest on the gun control and the tourism aspects here
1: these are two issues that seem to have brought consensus by house and senate they have both passed bills that are largely similar on the tourism thing they are approving a green fee which is a licensing fee to access state parks and other attractions AND ALSO A BILL THAT WOULD REVAMP THE HAWAII TOURISM AUTHORITY WHICH HAS BEEN UNDER FIRE AS BEING MOSTLY FOR MARKETING AND NOT SO MUCH FOR MANAGEMENT. THEY WANT TO SHIFT THE FOCUS ON MANAGING TOURISM, MANAGING ITS IMPACT. THE SECOND THING, GUN CONTROL BECAUSE OF THE SUPREME COURT SAYING THAT CONCEALED CARRY OF WEAPONS IS A CONSTITUTIONAL RIGHT. WHAT THE LEGISLATURE WANTS TO DO IS HIGHLY RESTRICT WHERE PEOPLE CAN TAKE THOSE GUNS, INCLUDING saying. Even on private property, you can't take a gun that's not your property. You can't take a gun on private property unless that property owner affirmatively allows you to bring the gun, which means, for the most part, there won't be a lot of places people can take their guns.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot happening at our state capitol. Thanks again to our political and government reporter, Daryl Huff, for breaking it all down.
3: A push to lower the state's blood alcohol content limit is moving forward at the legislature. The proposal drops the legal limit from .08 to .05 supporters say it's a critical step in keeping drunk drivers off the road and will help prevent tragedies the lower limit is currently law in utah and the national highway traffic safety administration says its fatal crash rate dropped by 20 percent here's retired maui police traffic commander william hankins
0: there's too many crashes that stick with us for far too long you never retire from certain crashes we've had to fight for so many things to make our roads safer uh, from windshields uh, to seat belts to airbags this is just the next step to make our roads safer
3: opponents of the bill contend the lower limit would be difficult for bartenders and servers to discern and they have a legal obligation to not over It would also be confusing for visitors as the national standard is .08.
0: Two native Hawaiian men convicted of a hate crime are set to be sentenced Thursday. A jury ruled race was a factor when Kaulana Alokao Nohi and Levi Aki Jr. brutally beat a white man who tried to move into their Maui village. The victim, Chris Kunzelman, moved into a house in Kahakuloa in 2014. Prosecutors said the men attacked him with a shovel and kicked him while saying, quote, no white man is ever going to live here. Kunzelman suffered a concussion and broken ribs. Defense attorneys did not deny the attack, but said it wasn't a hate crime. They say the men were not motivated by race, but rather by Kunzelman's disrespectful and entitled attitude. Alo Kaonohi and Aki could face up to 10 years in prison.
3: A California couple has filed a federal lawsuit against a Maui snorkeling tour company claiming one of their vessels left them behind in waters off Lanai. Elizabeth Webster and Alexander Burkle came to Hawaii on their honeymoon and booked a snorkeling tour with Sail Maui in September 2021. The lawsuit says the group arrived at a snorkeling site off of East Lanai they say the waters became more turbulent, and when they tried to get back to the catamaran, it left without them, alleging they were at least a quarter to a half mile from land. They say they feared for their lives. They declined an interview, but let their attorneys speak on their behalf.
1: It was basically a, a traumatizing
0: event where they thought they were going to die, and they thought their spouse was going to die. These people
4: coming here on their honeymoon, uh, wanting a new, wonderful
1: experience and instead they have to face death, and that's terrible for Hawaii, frankly.
3: The lawsuit seeks general damages and compensation for emotional distress. The complaint notes that Sail Maui has changed its headcount protocol since then, but the company declined comment because the lawsuit is still pending.
0: Well, recent repairs at the famous Cocoa Head Crater Trail may be having a positive impact. New data from the Honolulu Fire Department shows air rescues For the popular trail were cut in half after the repairs were completed now according to hfd there were 26 air rescues on the stairs in 2021 that's before the repairs were completed after they were done in 2022 there were only 14 rescues Now, the nonprofit Coconut Coalition entered a public-private partnership with the city to repair the stairs in 2021. The city helped pay for the materials, and hikers volunteered their time to do the labor. Honolulu EMS says so far this year, many of the injured hiker calls were due to wet conditions.
3: Foreign leaders from around the world are gathering for a G20 Summit, a meeting that allows for a rare opportunity for discussion between U.S. and Russia officials. Nicole D'Antonio has the latest.
2: Secretary of State Antony Blinken delivered a straightforward message to Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov.
1: End this war of aggression. Engage in meaningful diplomacy that can produce a just and durable peace.
2: This is the first meeting between the two since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Blinken also met with China's Foreign Minister and he reiterated that China should not provide weapons or support to Russia for its war efforts.
1: We've not seen it do that yet but we've seen it considering that proposition. And what I shared with him again uh, was that this would be a serious problem for us in our relationship with China.
2: As a sign of just how far relations between Russia and the U.S. have declined, last week, Russian President Vladimir Putin announced Russia would be withdrawing from the last nuclear arms treaty between the two countries.
1: I told the foreign minister that no matter what else is happening uh, in the world or in our relationship, the United States will always be ready to engage and act on strategic arms control, just as the United States and the Soviet Union did even at the height of the Cold War.
2: Blinken also implored Russia to release American Paul Whelan. The former Marine is accused of spying and has been in captivity since 2018. Nicole D'Antonio, CBS News, Washington.
0: Now to an alarming discovery at a Pennsylvania airport where TSA workers found what appeared to be explosives in a suitcase. The man who checked in that bag is now under arrest. Christina Ruffini reports.
1: Yeah, it's surprising, surprising that somebody thinks they can get away with it.
5: Authorities say on Monday, Mark Muffley checked in this roller bag, seen here on airport surveillance, for an Allegiant air flight to Orlando. But during a routine TSA screening, the bag triggered an alarm. According to the complaint, TSA agents found a circular compound wrapped in a wax-like paper and clear plastic wrap hidden in the lining of the baggage. The TSA called in the FBI, and that section of the airport was evacuated. Officials say further examination of the device determined it contained two types of incendiary powder, as well as fuses, leading FBI agents to identify it as an explosive. The complaint says the luggage also contained a can of butane, a lighter, a pipe with white powder residue, a wireless drill with cordless batteries, and two outlets taped together with black tape. Anytime an
6: explosive uh, gets on an aircraft,
5: if that were to happen and it was detonated in the air, it could be
6: catastrophic.
5: Keith Jeffries is a former federal security director for the TSA. This incident
6: actually is a reason to be excited that the security process works.
5: After the discovery, the airport security desk paged muffly, but according to the complaint, cameras captured him exiting the terminal just minutes later. Muffley was arrested at his house by the FBI later Monday night. He's being charged with possession of an explosive in an airport and trying to get an explosive on board an aircraft. He's expected to make his first court appearance virtually later today. Christina Ruffini, CBS News, Washington.
3: After a pandemic layoff, the Honolulu Festival is making a grand return this month, and it's back in full force. Parade and the famed Nagaoka fireworks show. Organizers are hopeful this will ramp up the return of visitors from Asia.
1: The cultural traditions and the, the, um, the spiritual beliefs and cultural values shared between Japan and Hawaii provide an incredibly strong foundation upon which to model to the world what these relationships mean and what they can produce. And that we, in moments like this, have an opportunity to show what is the best of our humanity.
3: It's all happening March 10th through the 12th. A full breakdown of the festivities is on our website, hawaiinewsnow.com. Let's take you outside right now, a live look at Honolulu. This is overlooking uh, the Kalihi area. Now, wind and rain have been the story of the forecast over the last several weeks. That will continue to be the case over the next several days, uh, albeit in different capacities. The wind is expected to uh, gradually diminish. Heading into the weekend, ramp back up early next week, along with some approaching fronts. But here to explain it in depth is Guy Hockey.
1: So this is this afternoon. We're not expecting a lot of rain for the west and for Oahu and Kauai, but there's still a chance for those spotty downpours through tomorrow. So it could be a wet night for some areas of the state, again, especially for the east side. And then as we head into the weekend, we'll see fewer showers, just a little bit of rain activity there. So your seven-day forecast highlights two periods today and tomorrow because it's still going to be windy, especially today. Remember that wind advisory has been extended until 6 p.m. tonight. We could still get gusts upwards of 55 miles an hour. There will be spotty downpours today and tomorrow drier conditions over the weekend with lighter winds too. So the weather's finally going to relax and ease up It's going to feel pretty warm out there. And then a series of cold fronts coming in. We're highlighting Tuesday and Wednesday as the days with more rainfall, maybe even some flooding conditions. So get prepared for that. Well, it's time to check
0: out what the internet is talking about. And we've all heard of weather-related delays at sporting events, maybe even sometimes a streaker on the field. But what about a parrot delay? It happened in a game in Central Florida. Jeannie Moss reports.
6: <laughs> they took the field, causing a flap.
0: There are multiple parrots on the field.
6: Two, to be exact. Delighting.
0: Just Gorgeous birds.
6: And freaking out, the women's softball players <laughs> at the University of Central Florida's field, causing an umpire to duck. Rain delay, yes, but parrot delay?
0: <laughs> That's absolutely a first.
6: Chad Steers was the home plate umpire. Yeah, I'm not- oh. When one of the parrots made a home on his shoulder.
0: I felt the wind from from the wings and a gasp from the crowd.
6: Let's go to the replay.
0: One just landed on the umpires.
6: Chad was so unfazed, he pretended to put on his mask as if to resume the game with a parrot on him. When he tried to touch the bird, the parrot retreated to the other shoulder. Who are these mystery birds?
2: Tiki's the one who eventually got tired and decided... (laughs) Decided to land on the umpire.
6: <laughs> Megan Brown owns Tiki and Lilu. She was letting them fly free behind the stadium. They always come back. Hi, baby. During our interview, the parrots dislodged her glasses, attacked the lens and pecked it. Hi, Lilu. <laughs> and perched on Megan's head. She says she's a little surprised Tiki didn't nip the umpire when he touched him. At the feisty age of eight months. He's normally kind of a d- <laughs> But Chad loved Tiki. It was, just, it was just a great moment. After about half a minute, one of the grounds crew lured the bird to him and escorted Tiki out. The umpire's co-workers teased him.
0: Hey, and this is sitting on my desk, you know.
6: Who cares about calling balls and strikes when you're the target of a bird strike? Jeannie CNN. New York
3: for surf photographers it doesn't get any better than capturing shots of the eddy and now there's an exhibit for the big wave contest Casey Lund takes us there now, Aloha from Chinatown
4: and Paul Strauss, photographer and studio here on North Pao Ahi. We're showcasing some of the amazing work, some of the beautiful, beautiful images that were captured uh, up at Waimea Bay for the 2023 Eddie. Uh One of the artists and photographers, Cameron Keola, is with us today. Cameron, I just want to kind of look at your work here and ask you, A, what it was like that day and uh, how special it was probably to document really what was history. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, every year we wait for the eddy to happen, we wait for the green light and the moment we had the green light, I was, you know, I got all my gear ready, I'm calling all my friends, it's like, we need to get down there as soon as possible and, you know, we, we wanted to make sure we had a spot and, you know, I went I went a little, you know, crazy down there, I shot <laughs> almost 3,000 raw images yeah. and it's just, You know, I mean, so many to look through, but, you know, I'm very proud to have these in my portfolio. This is a moment of history right here. Yeah, probably something really special for you and and I know uh, special for the ICAL family, um, getting a a lot of these images, remembering what this event is all about. Pilani ICAL is with us today as well. And as you look at some of this work, um, that again, is really breathtaking. Uh, what comes to mind? I know that they're donating a portion of the sales, but uh, I think what's more special is just that so many talented artists are really documenting it at this level.
5: Yeah, on behalf of the ADI Aikau Foundation, we are so blessed to have uh, everyone supporting the legacy. First of all, ADI Aikau and Big Wave Surfing, and we express sincere gratitude to all the photographers and to Paul for showcasing and keeping the legacy alive. Um, and we are super grateful for you giving back to our foundation. It's because of all of you that we're able to continue um, this amazing, epic event.
4: P-Lynn, just when you look at these, like, what, what kind of motions does it bring? I mean, it's just, it just goes to show you. It's nothing that I think even uh, television, news, camera, video, it can't capture what some of these still images do.
5: Well, it's incredible, um, super uh, touching. It's, you know, the Bay called the day that we had everybody, our kupuna, and, It was just epic. If you were there, you were there, and if you're not, then this is the next the best next thing.
4: thing. Buying a little piece of this art P Lani and iCal, thank you so much from the iCal Foundation. Now, really quickly, uh, before we go, you have some of these prints. You can obviously buy some of the larger prints. You're gonna be up in the gallery, uh, but Paul Strauss is with us. This is your gallery. You wanted to kind of bring some of these photographers together. Uh, tell us a little bit about the event happening tomorrow afternoon, right?
2: Yes, tomorrow is gonna be the opening. It's gonna be from four to 10. And it's going to be fun. There's going to be prints available to buy. And there's going to be special guests. And you'll be able to even get them signed by some of these amazing world-famous photographers
0: and maybe even the surfers. I don't know.
4: Uh, including
2: yourself. Uh, Paul Strauss has got some of his work up
4: here. And, and really, you do have to come check this out. If you're in Chinatown, pop in. You guys are also open on the weekends. You'll be open on the weekends. You can also find uh, Paul's website online. Just go to hawaiinewsnow.com and look for this story. For now, we'll send things back to you.
3: Really cool stuff. Thank you very much, Casey. Well, let's get to another great story showcasing a uh, work of local artists. Now, an artist and a living treasure from Waimea on the Big Island won the nation's highest honor in the folk and traditional arts. Rowan Hufford is one of this year's Endowment for the Arts National Heritage Fellows. Uh, her chosen medium is the labor-intensive traditional work of Kahana Kappa, a traditional Kappa maker. She'll also receive $25,000 she says the rich richness of her environment inspires her designs, and she also hosts a weekly Hui at her Big Island farm where students of all ages are welcome to learn. Wow, really, beautiful. Gorgeous. Some of her work, just
0: magnificent.
3: Yeah, just pops off the page right there. Really something else.
0: Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here on This Is Now. Mark is back, first at four on KHNL. Have a great day, everyone. Aloha.
1: This podcast is sponsored by... Kapili Solar Roofing, building peace of mind, one roof at a time. Kids City Adventure, Hawaii's only indoor luxury playground, and Long's Drugs. Download the CVS app today and make Long's a part of your day. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza.
0: Hunger for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We
2: deliver aloha.